and welcome to Second Hand Obsessions. A podcast where each episode, one of us brings a topic that they have been obsessing over. And we see if we can make the other hosts obsess over it too. I'm Julia, Master of Destruction Fisher. I'm Genevieve, Minimum Wage Jagger. And I'm Ryan, what the fuck is that? Morgan. This is a fun podcast. (laughs) Yeah, where we talk about things that we're obsessed with and things that we like and things that people usually interrupt us when we start saying. This is also the first episode we're recording uh, after releasing the pod. Yeah, which, you know, it's been a crazy time. Yeah. Uh, People pounding us when we leave our flats now. I really feel like fame has changed me. Yeah, it really has. I'm a horrible person now. Julia's developed some addictions. Yeah. You know, I've gone gone crazy with money and power. Started... Uh. You know, sleeping around a lot. Yeah. Started I'm... selling drugs. Yeah. I bought a baguette. Oh! A baguette. Oh! Yeah. We yeah. just... Yeah. We do also... We have actually also received fan art as well. Yeah. Which oh is my exciting. God. Which I must say, thank you for the fan art. Um, fan art maker. I don't know if you want to remain anonymous. <laughs> we will let you retain your anonymity even yeah. though we know who you are. And my mum my says she really likes the podcast. Oh, Although she says that we should stop swearing because swearing is childish. Well, I Fuck fucking that. agree. <laughs> my mum has also listened to the podcast, but as far as I'm aware, only the episode that I hosted. Yeah. So she liked that. Yeah. Yet yeah. to get any comment on the rest okay. of it. Although she did particularly say she was like, Julia is really funny. <sighs> kind of didn't really feel like motherly love. yeah well she's she's actually my mother <laughs> also further clarification my mother genuinely thought that alan davies is your dad julia that's alan Dav- the truth for everyone other even though julia claims it's the truth alan it davies is, is not technically julia's dad but legally it's re- he truly is. just a technicality <laughs> In terms of Alan Davies' legal team, yeah. we are not technically saying that Alan Davies, you know, fathered Julia by but inseminating legally and biologically, he is my father. Yeah, emotionally. You can't put a price on emotional attachment. So what level isn't he? That just, is up for the Lord to decide. Just kind of on, like, on kind of like a sperm egg level. Well, you know that little, that little membrane? That I've little membrane didn't I've happen. yet to take a paternity test. Yeah, there's we, no proof. We cannot confirm. There's no proof. And Julia read her mother's diary that says that yeah. her father may be one of three people. Yeah. And this is very and gonna, stressful before go, Julia's wedding. We're going to go to a Greek island. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be great. Um, honey, honey, how Alan Davies thrilled me. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, Cher is my grandmother. Yeah, but that is just true. Yeah, that's, that's just, just a that's fact. That's just straight up fact. Uh, yeah. It's I, Julia week! It is my week! I'm very excited for this episode. Uh, I can't remember whether it ended up getting cut, but in Ryan's episode, I did say that I was going to do one thing. I'm not doing that thing that I said I was going to do. Oh. I said I was going to do about a real person who was still alive. That's not the case anymore. Well, well talk about teasing and... T- t- so that episode, that episode is coming up. Fisher. Uh, but it, it, it will appear a little bit a little bit in the future. Well, you know, time isn't real on this podcast. Yeah. We're actually filming this at the... Filming? Recording this at the wrong time. Yeah, this well. is this is also out of order. So the episode you've, you heard before this episode, Came if you're afterwards. listening in order, we're actually... So we're chopping and yeah. changing. You don't even know what's happening. This episode is actually the last yeah. episode we will ever record. I bet Jen from the future hits some real interesting shit to say. Oh, I'm sure. She's going to be real boring this episode, though. Uh, you know. When you win some and you lose some. It's three o'clock in the morning right now. Yeah. And now it's five o'clock. Oh, oh, shit. And now we're in France. (laughs) Okay, episode four. Yeah. Yeah, Episode five. 
episode six. six episode because six. Jen is episode look at five. look at the number on your podcast. That's the episode that it is. Oh, that was another bit of criticism. Apparently, I asked last time the audience to guess what the topic was, <laughs> you even know, though even though you download it. <laughs> you see yeah. it with your well, eyes. if you want to guess at home what this episode but is, who knows? Maybe Ryan was just speaking to the people who can't read. Yeah, we all, all we these literate people, all kinds. All these literate, literate privilege that yeah. is. Yeah, check your privilege. Be, you should, you should be ashamed. Uh, so, okay, I don't want to brag, but I think out of the six episodes so far, even though psychically I haven't heard the fifth episode yet, I think this may be arguably the strangest topic the show has ever taken. So prep prep yourself for an unconventional topic. And I'm going to give you a question. I mean, our conventions so far have been what? Like historical disasters, meats, snogging. Yeah. Uh, oh, I thought meats was another meat, subject. Oh, you no, no, Jen's episode last week was about bake. You, <laughs> you haven't heard it yet because it will be recorded in the future. Yeah. Uh, yes. Just love so. that salty, sizzly feeling. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. That is a little bit cryptic. Mm-hmm. Mm. What links vaginal infections, Hollywood, and a Catholic mass? Vaginal infections, so we're probably talking thrush. Um, Hollywood, thrush, and what was the last thing? A Catholic mass. A sermon. Maybe. maybe. Thrush sermon. Is this? Hans Lerman. I don't know who Tom that is. Tom Cruise. <laughs> no. Tom Cruise Scientology. No. Thrush. Is thrush along the right? No. Okay, vaginal infection. Yeast. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Yeast makes bread. I've seen Julia eat bread. <gasps> Is this topic about what you had for lunch? Wait, 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 okay, Yeast. Yeast Hollywood movies? Is it Clint Eastwood? What is it? What is it? Hollywood, I will tell you, is a bit of a red herring. Think about Hollywood in a broader sense. The same. No. LA? Broader than that. America. What's what um, the industry. what state is Hollywood in? California. Is it California? No. Maybe think of Hollywood in a different manner. Maybe I'm it's not talking be about some the place. fucking stupid yeah, specific like, Julia thing, like the great bread infection of California in 1907. Media, like, like, oh, like yeah, No. Maybe I'm not talking about Hollywood the place. Think about other Hollywoods you might know. The TV show? No. Hollywood. A person named Hollywood? You're getting closer. There is a person named Hollywood. Think of people... Oh, Paul Hollywood. Paul Hollywood. Oh, it's, it's Great British Bake Off. No. And yeast. Yeast. Bread week. Paul. Bread. Yes. Is it just bread? I'm doing the history of bread. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was unconventional. What was the... What yeah, was... I wasn't actually that far off in no. my bread Catholic disaster. Catholic Mass, body and blood of... Well, not the blood. The body of Christ is in a Catholic Mass. As yeah, it kind of fucked up uh, that we eat that all the time. Yeah. I'll get to that a little bit later. You know, the best thing since sliced Jesus. Well, Jesus isn't real, so... Well, we'll, we'll find this out later. Oh, I have Ooh. proof. <laughs> I will prove that Christ himself, friend of the podcast, existed. Jesus doesn't have to be real for him to love you, so it's okay. Yeah. Okay, so human beings have been making bread for an estimated 30,000 years in some capacity. That's older than me. Just a bit. <laughs> uh, so... This was a period, so initially when we started making bread, we found some seeds and we ground it up and we heated it up. It was not complicated, it was not bread as we would know it. It's just... Crumbs. Crumbs, very much crumbs. Delicious crumbs. crumbs. Yes. So just... Yums. 
<laughs> Just over 10,000 years ago, the Ice Age ended, which was a great time to be grass. I was there. Y- you were. Wait, we were making... But you said 30,000 years ago. So yeah, we were so, making bread pre-Ice Age. Yes. But it was just grains. It was just whatever grains we could find. So for two-thirds of bread's life, it was just grain. Yeah, totally. Okay. It, was, it was rubbish bread. It, was, like, it wouldn't be so what we would call it? bread. No, but if you have eaten some seeds just from some any grass that you find, mm. put it in some water and make it hot. That is effectively all they were doing. Not okay. even in an oven, like literally putting it over a fire. Okay. Like okay. really not 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 food even as we would we would mm-hmm. have the standard. So, 10,000 years ago, there was huge amounts of grasses, especially in the Middle East, mm-hmm. uh, which is where wheat and barley and all that comes from. And Rumi. Who? Rumi, the poet. Oh, okay. From the Middle- well, from Afghanistan, I believe. Oh, maybe maybe they know something about bread. <laughs> I'll ask. Go on. Uh, so they started cooking these seeds in water and making their first flatbreads, um, as I was talking about. No, the- no, no, no. Bread isn't flat. Bread is round. Stop being a flatbreader. Wow. That's, that's the, is, is bread flat? Tweet in at home. Uh, <laughs> they yeah, so they started cooking these seeds, making the first flatbreads. The oldest record of actual bread, mm-hmm. bread that we have. So we have like things that were used to maybe cook bread. So mm. we have like some essentially dough and flatware and stuff, but we haven't necessarily got proof until ten thousand years. We're ago. still working on that jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, uh, so we've got sh- like actual crumbs in. Uh, the birds are going fucking wild at this point. Oh my god! They're birds. like, you're so fucking close. <laughs> the birds are just like sensing. Oh, just just Duck. wait a few more thousand yeah. years. The ducks are in the pond singing. They're like, this is the dawning of the age of ducks. Yes. Uh, so fifteen to twelve thousand years ago is the estimated date of the oldest provable bread, and that was found in Jordan. <laughs> provable? Oh, because oh. you, you you prove bread. Classic. <laughs> uh, and yes, but that wasn't bread as we know it. There was no yeast involved, oh. uh, which is generally the standard as to what makes something a, a, a leavened bread as opposed to a flat bread. Leavened? Uh, they have to put eleven spice herbs and spices. <laughs> KFC made the first bread. That's mm. how old Colonel Sanders is. Yeah, he's real old and He's sangy. an old, old man. Kentucky Fried. Please put him out of his misery. <laughs> We're going to have to put down Colonel Sanders. Ciabatta. Is ciabatta a bread? Ciabatta is a bread. Kentucky Fried Ciabatta. My friends, when I was in high school, I used to get a ciabatta every day and they used to make fun of me for saying ciabatta. And I truly would hear no one else's reasoning that it wasn't called a ciabatta. Like, I was just like, I feel like I knew I was wrong and just was like willing to be wrong. I was like, no, it's ciabatta. <laughs> I'm having a key about it right now. This is a, a off-the-cuff bread fact that I haven't written down here in my, my research, so it may not be 100% correct, but I believe I know two things about ciabattas. Mm. Number one, Italian for little shoe, Aww. which is very cute. Number two, only invented in the 1980s. What? Not, not a classic bread. When was sourdough? Sourdough is the original bread. Oof, go, Sourdough go. is absolutely a classic. There's a lot of stuff about sourdough. I want to thank specifically Eric Pallant, who is a researcher who has spent his entire career researching sourdough. Fucking love sourdough. Make some bold claims about sourdough that I'm about to recount to you. Mm. Oh you, you, can, you can make up your deci- does decisions. He, does he have sex with the sourdough? Uh, don't he... ask questions you don't want to know the answers to. Oh, I want don't to know ask the what makes sourdough sour, please. Oh, oh, oh no. It's all Eric Clapton's 
Jess. Eric he, Clapton's here. <laughs> he truly took a sacrifice to like hurt his body in a way enough to make his cum so sour that it would flavor sourdough. Do I think maybe I do agree with your mum that we shouldn't talk about these things anymore. <laughs> should stop being rude. Yes. Mum, if you're listening, oh, I can't say it. <laughs> I was going to say the F word to my mum, but I can't do that. Yeah. Sorry, mum. Every mom. time Jen has sweared so far. She's probably in the car right now. She's probably swerving. Yeah, just so you know Jen's mum, she's not saying it to you. She's saying it to everybody else. Yeah, not, literally everyone not but you. Mum, I love you. Mum, please oh, gosh, my <laughs> Uh, yes, so eventually, around the Ice Age, someone, or a few someones, came up with the idea of farming. Because before Oof. that, we were just going out into the fields and collecting all these grains, and someone was like, let's just put all these grains in one place and start growing plants. Eric Pallant, as I mentioned... The guitarist. Uh, yes. Slow hands. He has very slow hands, which is why he's so good at making a good, a complicated dough. Um, he says... As a, as a professional bread historian, he says that farming was definitely invented by a woman. So, hey, hashtag hey feminism. Ben Shapiro, suck my ass. Yes. And then, we've got farming, we've got flatbreads, and for 3,000 years after this first evidence of bread, more like 15-ish thousand years, that's kind of it. Uh, we just... Sourdough? No, not just even flatbread. Just flatbread for fifteen thousand years. Yeah. I could fuck with that. You ever get so into like one kind of bread that you're truly like, if this was the only bread, I would, st- I would still love bread. As oh yeah. I, love bread. I, I have eaten pit of bread yeah, every day that's for what the I was last gonna say. three years. I think. Sometimes I eat a pit of bread hot from the toaster because I toast them for like a minute to get them all warm rather mm-hmm. than putting them in the oven because I'm impatient. And it's so warm, it kind of feels like a beautiful little hot water ball, but it's a pit of bread and I hold it to my chest and I take a bite and I'm like, truly beautiful. Who needs children? It's like a toasty maker. Uh, uh-huh. So, you know when you've got a toasty maker sitting on top of the cupboard? Yeah. And you forget that it's there. And, and you see it all the time and you think, oh, it must be broken or else I would be using it all the time. But then one day you get this overwhelming urge for toasties and you're like, oh, I just need a toastie. So you take it down and lo and behold, it works. And then for the next like four or five days, you make nothing just but toasties. You make toasties. every type of toastie under oh, the sun. You know what's real good? Anything. Honey, cranberry and spinach. That is a good one. And then it gets to the point where you, you've, you've outran it. You've eaten all the bread, all the sourdough. Thank you, Clapton. And you put the machine away. And then the cycle repeats itself. It's beautiful. I have the same cycle, except I do have a broken toasty maker. So I take it out every time and I go, oh, that's why I'm not eating toasties, because it's broken. Mm. But it's not that broken that we couldn't fix it, but mm. we just haven't fixed it. Oh. Fun facts about my toasty maker. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we got some seeds, we're making flatbreads, but not proper bread. The first records we have of bread appear also in the Middle East. Specifically, I've heard differing accounts. Some people say Iran. Some people say Egypt. I believe Egypt because that's the thing that I've written here in my document. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, ancient Egyptian houses were just full of yeast. (laughs) What? They were just real yeasty houses. Uh, And So before we had bread, we would essentially eat uh, wheat as just like porridge and flatbreads. That was it. And then... Some ancient Egyptian left out their porridge in this yeasty house, <laughs> and all the yeast was like, mmm, that sugar and starch looks like a great meal for me. 
And so the yeast began to eat the uh, sugars and starches in the uh, porridge, essentially. Uh, and because... He was like, and the yeast was like, this porridge is too hot. And so he went to a different house. And he ate, he ate some more sugar and some starch. And yeah. he was like, this porridge is too cold. And then he went, went, went to another house. It has some more sugar and some starch. He was like, this porridge is just right. And then it got ate by a big cat because it was Egypt and they don't have bears. Oh. Uh, yeah. So after it found the perfect porridge, it uh, started to release carbon dioxide as a fart. I, I have to say it. That's what happened. He said no swearing. Oh my god! If this was a, if this was a movie or like a like a documentary movie, we could call it the fart that changed everything. This is a fart that changed everything. It truly did. And then it started bubble up. And because wheat has that magic little thing that all you celiacs can't stand, gluten. <laughs> it... Julia Fisher. Surgeons envy her. Celiacs hate her. Yeah, I, I do not represent the podcast when I say, fuck celiacs. <laughs> yeah, take that, Auntie Mary. No, it's not Auntie Mary. It's Auntie Chris. Who? You, one of my aunties. Is celiac. <laughs> I think she, no. you already been catch you out saying Auntie Mary. Uh, actually, actually, I saw Auntie Mary eating a fucking bread roll at dinner. She probably, she probably can. I have heard no confirmation whether these are both actually great aunts. This is very complicated. If you want to know the structure of my family tree, tune into my next episode. <laughs> Some of them live in Ireland. Uh, so, because of the gluten, this porridge kept its shape. Because usually if it goes through, uh, if yeast gets through other things, it just makes it rotten. Because yeast is essentially just fungus that we love. Nice. Uh, But the gluten holds the expanded uh, wheat porridge together. Mm. And then some Nubian, also Eric Palin, claims as a woman as well. I don't see the evidence for this. But he claims that this is a woman too. What went, hey, I'm going to cook that. (laughs) <laughs> gross moldy wheat and uh, eat it uh, and so they ate this uh, first ever bread and were like this is amazing and so then they had bread for the first time in history which is pretty great and then somehow they convinced all their friends to also eat Humans this are so moldy wheat fucking nasty. we saw a YouTube video the other day about this like kind of wheel of cheese that is just made by allowing oh, maggots, maggots to eat it yeah like what this it's is like so in my brain I'm like what the fuck that's so yeah. gross but this is just the same thing yeah this like, is if I was like thing. hey yo that'd be moldy but you know it could just sit in the oven yeah let's put that mold in the oven it's, it's insane hello it's, like kind of it's mold hi please leave yeah <laughs> you'd think but in ancient Egypt they were like yeah. surely come in yeah that maggot cheese sorry to go on a sidetrack I'm pretty sure is illegal to sell really? or eat in Italy, which is, I think, where they make it. But people still go out of their way to eat illegal maggot cheese. <laughs> Stop what? doing it. If you're considering eating some cheese with a maggot in it, don't. Just yeah, honestly, go get some gorgonzola. Also moldy. She- That's what yeah, blue cheese is. Yeah, we were like mold. Oh my god, the oh. cheese episode is truly. Just you wait. Um, we're gonna have a full plowman's. Wait until Ryan's episode on pickles. It's gonna be great. Wait, it's why like, we were just a food podcast? It's, no, like... it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> the posters are up around Glasgow City. Yeah, it's like milk. Mm-hmm. It's that age-old question. Someone, of who someone is looked the first at a person to milk a cow and then think, "I'm gonna drink that," <laughs> and then. 
as humans, we were all just like, I'm maybe, gonna drink that. Maybe too. it was like a, a human child who had been raised by a cow, who kind of had like a, that cross species connection where they like grew up and realized they weren't a cow. But then they were like, other humans know about this titty. Oh. Does Michael still does be... Michael Palin support this claim? <laughs> I don't think that was the name Julius. Said. <laughs> Michael Palin support what? <laughs> what is the claim that this child sucked the titty of a cow and that's how milk was born? A cow titty, also known as a kitty. Uh, um, Who love milk? So, Eric Pallant is a historian. I think he's a historian. He may be a biologist. I don't know. Either way, his focus is on sourdough bread. (laughs) So I don't know if he has any opinions. You can dip sourdough in milk. You yes. You could also dip it in literally any (laughs) other liquid. What royal? Uh huh. Mm, Okay. Fun fact. Again, this is a thing that I did read, but didn't didn't put in my notes. Uh, the Greek word for bread is something like pson? Might be wrong there, I can't remember the word. But it literally translates to uh, condiment, not anything to do with bread. Because bread was just for dipping shit in. That was how they thought about bread. Just a little fact for you. About well, there was the a condiment. Well, no, no, the word for bread, it was like just dipping thing. Mm. Because you dip it in the other things, and that's what makes the bread important, mm. rather than the bread itself. The bread is like rice or pasta. Yeah, you know how people take like everyday objects and give them names. Pasta as well. Pasta means paste because it's for the paste or the sauce that you put on the pasta. Mm. Same uh-huh. sort of thing. You know how people take like everyday things and give them really stupid names, mm-hmm. like clothes pegs, and they call them like grabby grabbies or something. I don't know. Do they? Sh- sure. Yeah. <laughs> or like. Walkie talkies. Like if everyone named things like walkie talkies. Mm-hmm. You know, walkie and you talkie. You know. It's like um, when I was a kid, because I um, was born in Holland and have some like Dutch family. I can't speak Dutch, but there's these like words that we use from having lived there that I didn't know were not English words. So it's like until I was a teenager, um, I didn't know that the word underster doesn't mean anything in English. It's like a placemat, but doesn't that make so much sense? In my brain, I was like, oh. I didn't hear the under, like a kind of Germanic language-esque thing. It was like, under, setter, you know? Until I was like, yo, pass me the under setter, and then my friends made fun of me. Oh, and rightly so. For being multicultural. You crazy <laughs> Nederlander. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the Egyptians loved bread to the extent that in the Amarna excavation site, which is behind the Great Pyramids, where they all the people who built the Great Pyramids lived while they were building it, the most common object found is the clay pots that they bake bread in. Mm. Not any tools, nothing like that. And they found 500,000 clay pots that they bake bread in. They were just making bread like crazy. I guess. Bless Maybe these were disposable pots or something? I don't know. But that is incredible. That they amazing. had 500,000 pots. Half a mil. Which also shows they must have had a lot of people making them pyramids. Oh, yeah. Apparently, I saw the other day, I don't know what it was on. Maybe it was fake news. <laughs> they, the people that built the pyramids weren't slaves. Oh. They were mm. they were just paid workers. Mm. Maybe. That would be lovely if it were true. Tune in to our Egypt episode to find out. <laughs> we need to stop claiming that we're going to do these episodes, because my mom is getting so confused. <laughs> She's like, where is the circle well, episode Julia promised I, in episode I, two? I said, this is a facts-based <laughs> podcast. I have never told a lie. 
yes, so moving on from the Egyptians to the Romans. They also loved bread. It was the staple of the whole Roman Empire. Mm. Uh, they had, in, in the city of Rome in particular, I think it's just in the city of Rome, it's not across the whole empire, they had a thing called Cura Annone, which uh, at its peak provided around 320,000 people in Rome with around 33 kilograms of wheat. What? So every single, every, so it was like all of the poor people of Rome mm. just got free wheat. Why? What? As like a, as a social net, a social support network. Oh my god, truly so much yeah. better than, than... Yeah, so you don't give people benefits, you just give them bread. They don't need to pay for things. Yeah. The government don't even give us damn face masks. No, what? they also... God yeah. damn Boris. Oh, you mean... <laughs> you mean like COVID face masks. You know, the government won't even pay for my exfoliation. The Emperor Tiberius said that the cura, if the cura anone was neglected, it would be the utter ruin of the state. Oh. Romans thought this was incredibly important to the extent that it it kind of started slowly in bits and bobs, and no one really knows when it ends. But it's estimated to have lasted up to a thousand years what, of just wheat? giving free wheat to people. I guess you get free wheat, then people start selling bread, and then yeah. there's like bread readily available. Soon enough, you got pizza just happening. Yeah, of mine. How do you how do you think they got to that pizza? What other good bread Italian things are there? Focaccia. Focaccia. Uh, garlic bread. Piadas. Garlic bread. Sorry, it uh, just turned into a comedian. I said bruschetta. I don't know. Bruschetta. Yeah. True. Honestly, stick anything on it. And it's good. <laughs> What's the best spread? That that I will get. The, give you the answer right at the end. The answer is peanut butter. Wink. We'll get there. Peanut butter is not a bread. Spread. Oh, I think you said bread. <laughs> <laughs> The best bread we've already established is pet bread. Although, peanut butter and pet bread, maybe mm, not my favourite no, combo. Not a combo, but you know, each bread has its own appropriate space. And value. Yeah. Uh, so, here's a fun fact. Uh, Hadri- I've written here Hadrian's Wallace. Not correct. <laughs> <laughs> Hadrian's Wall is roughly at the most northern latitude that wheat could be grown until much more recently. Which is one of, but not the only reason, that the Romans just never bothered to go further north than Hadrian's Wall because they couldn't grow food there. They're so like, it was just useless land. Okay. Which is pretty interesting. Meanwhile, the Scottish were like, pata- pa- what? Meanwhile, the Scottish were like, potato scones. Uh, didn't have potatoes yet. Just just oats. Truly, we had nothing Porridge. until very recently. You know, Hadrian's Wall goes um, right through Kekia. Oh. And, um, I didn't know about that. North. Yeah, and there's a... On the road to um, Bishop Briggs from Kirkie, there's a field on the left, or on the right if you're coming back, um, and it's like a hill, but then on the other side of that hill it dips right down, and that dip is where Hadrian's Wall was. Your dad's always getting angry about people metal detecting there. He is always getting angry. I always see Ryan's dad on Facebook being like, how to yell at this boy for metal detecting on a protected site? Doesn't he know that that's not where he's allowed to metal detect? Stop taking all them damn Roman coins! He's also always really angry about immigrants from a skip over the border. <laughs> no, 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 no. Totally chill with that. It's only immigrants with metal detectors. <laughs> uh, so, the Romans loved bread so much that I managed to find four Roman gods who were in some capacity to do with bread. Okay. Ceres, the god of grain. Are you Ceres? I am Ceres. Ceres. <laughs> Um, her daughter, Libera, who later got merged with Persephone, the Greek story, uh, she also had a similar situation, slightly more about springtime and sowing seeds and stuff. Anona, the god specifically 
for the grain supply of the city of Rome. That's literally its whole our whole deal was just about getting grain to Rome. That's all she cared about. And it's also the Anone in Cura Anone. That's her name. Hmm. Uh, and then, finally... Should we do a little prayer for Nona, just in between? Here's, yeah, a little okay. prayer for Anona. Um, close your eyes. Uh, you on... too. Yeah, I know, I can tell your eyes are open. I don't care if you're going to miss your bus stop, close your fucking eyes. Um, our Nona, who art somewhere, please... May we have this brave, uh, this brave bread for but us only to in eat Rome. on the Sabbath day in Rome. Focaccia, amen. Thank you. Uh, her name is Anona, not Nona. No, I know, but we're on casual terms. Okay. Uh, you pray. You pray to someone that much, and you started. You stop saying Jesus, and you start just saying G. Yeah. Hey, G. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, M Panda, sometimes also just known as Panda. Is that oh. where empanada comes from? Probably. Uh, is empanada a bread-based thing? or It's kind of like a Cornish pasty, but in Argentina. Mm. I don't know if it's just in Argentina. I just know an Argentinian man was, who likes um, it. Was Argentina like part of the Roman Empire? I think so, yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah, so sometimes also just known as panda. And some people think it might just be a different name for Juno. So presumably it's like a pregnant bear that likes bread. Hmm. Uh, either way, all four of those gods? Women. Glass ceiling Who? Bread belongs to women. Yeah, so fucking take that crumpet out of your mouth unless you have mammary glands, which are not the only thing that made a wo- make a woman, but I'm just generalizing. Yes. Go, and being go for the names again. So, there is Ceres, Libera, later Persephone, Anona, and then Empanda, or Panda, or maybe also Juno. No one, no one can tell. Hmm. Ceres... Ceres. Libera. Libera. Anona. Anona. Stop fucking studying for the end of fucking quiz. Well, I, I see you. Up. I see you trying to memorize some shit. Wow. Uh, Put those flashcards <laughs> away. <laughs> and then, finally, we're going to come to the group that is maybe the biggest bread fans in history. It's friend of the show, Christ, and his Christians. Oh, fuck. Boop, 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 boop. Christ. So now, now we get to the fictional part of the podcast, I see. Oh, oh, you with your closed mind and your closed heart. Well, guess what? God's still in there. Yeah. God's finding all the little nooks and crannies in your closed-ass heart. And he's it's borrowing on it. Seeing all your sins. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? He's lighting a little fire. He's making some bread in your heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Uh, Jay Crazy's hometown, Bethlehem. Come, <laughs> Jesus, Jay Crazy. We told you he's had a rebrand. Mm. Uh, Bethlehem in in Hebrew means bread house. He had a brand from day one. Oh my god! Boy loved bread. His first miracle in the Bible and the only miracle other than the resurrection that is mentioned in all four books of the New Testament is the feeding of the five thousand, which he feeds people fish and also some bread. Mm. Eric Pallant claims that this is a aspersion towards the idea of a sourdough starter because you take a little bit and then you save some and you pass it along so the idea is he didn't necessarily give everybody bread he gave (laughs) them a little bit of sourdough starter and they all went home and made their own bread which is beautiful a nice like it makes the 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 miracle you know more believable Mm. what was the miracle he fed five thousand people with like a bag of fish and some yeah, like there were all these people, bottles. and they were so hungry. And then this little boy came up, and he was like, "I can help 
and all he had was like five fish and five bread or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus was like, can do, motherfuckers. Bread flying out my hands. 5,000 people happy. Woo-woo. It sounds unlikely. Apparently, it wasn't 5,000 people. It was 5,000 men and just an anonymous number of women and children. Why bother counting? Who needs to count? When they are worth so little. Yeah. Uh, I don't... I just want to be clear. Do not know what the Pope thinks about claiming that that was all sourdough. Maybe it's slightly less impressive. Does the Pope like bread? Uh, Does the Pope shit in the woods? uh, (laughs) Go on. Uh, So... Uh, and then, of course, there is the Eucharist, where Christ gave his body in the form of bread, At which the I last think supper. is pretty cool. But he's independent. What? What do you mean? The no, no, he bread. breaks the no, bread. No, 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 it's okay because you can still be there. He just hands over his yeah. arm, and then mm-hmm. Judas is like, ang, ang, ang. Yeah, and that's how he knew. He was like, you're gonna betray me, boy. Hold no, on. <laughs> he was like, this is my. This, he held up some bread. He was like, this is my body. He held up some wine. He was like, this is my blood. Held up some mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, God. Hello, I'm 12. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he was like, this is me. If you have bread, you're always with me. And yeah. everybody had bread back then. They. F- yeah, it was like, a, I am in everything. Mm-hmm. I am everything. Yeah. You are everything. The Sounds universe like a way is to completely... capitalise on religion. Uh, I don't think Jesus... Everyone's was... got bread. Let's say Jesus is in bread. I think Jesus said Jesus was in bread. Jesus well, is Jesus in bread? Was... Yeah, Jesus is everywhere. He's no, in- Jesus is in bread. Oh no! <laughs> well, most no. likely. Well, if God is in all of us, well, God I mean, supposedly, supposedly, we all come from Adam and Eve. Yeah, that's two people. Two people in bread. Yeah, in bread. We are all in bread. My friend, sorry, <laughs> thought that the phrase "up and Adam" was "up and Adam." Oh, up and at them. Yeah, oh, is, is that the whole? It's like up and at them, but she said for years, up and at them, up and at them. Actually, up was the first Eve. Did <laughs> you not rid of her because she was a bit boring? No, there was a first Eve. Her name yeah, was Lilith. Lil- I know, but I, that's not funny. Is we, don't, it? we don't like Lilith. No one likes no. Lilith. Who gave like the rib? Lilith. Lilith. No, no, Adam gave the rib to make Eve. But Lilith was made of the same stuff as Adam, and that was the bad thing. Yeah, they were like, they made women equal to men. Um, And that was bad. Anyway, fun fact about some sects of the Eastern Orthodox Church. Again, this is another Eric Pallant sourdough fact. Some parts of the Eastern Orthodox Church claim to have been keeping their starter sourdough, which they use for the Eucharist, going from the actual sweat of Christ that St. Paul collected to make a sourdough. Out, and that's so that's literally, so it's literally made out of him. Like not in a kind of metaphorical being like we have magically made this bread have a bit of Christ in it. It's like this is literally his sweat which we have taken and put into bread, hmm. which is pretty cool if yeah, it's true. It? Uh, and I Taste actually sensation. heard there's another cool thing that we want to hear about in the ads. Uh, yeah, today's sponsor of Secondhand Obsessions. Uh, again, very lucky to have them. I don't know how we're pulling in these people. Like, I truly don't. They're just getting in touch at this point. We yeah. don't even have to reach We're out. So Our Gmail is popping off. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Which we've never publicized. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> um, but today's sponsor just wanted their name shouted out and to say that they have the best earrings was mm-hmm. a, a catch. So thank you to Pat Butcher. Oh. For being... Yeah. Thanks, Pat. Yeah, Pat oh, Butcher. I didn't know she was a fan. Yeah. Um, 
But that was the one condition is that we had to say that her earrings were nice. Does is she is she doing okay with with the Doroni? She's okay. She's I think she died in canon, but I oh. don't. But I don't know if that's <laughs> well, I guess true. That does make her immune. Wait, are we sponsored <laughs> by the actress who plays Pat Butcher? Or are we sponsored by Pat Butcher. There's no actress that plays Pat Butcher. Jen, don't be silly. She's a real woman. <laughs> Ryan may be played by Jodie Whittaker, but Pat Butcher is real. Yeah, it's kind of like a do- document. Is it EastEnders she's in? Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So EastEnders is a, is a is like kind of like Big Brother, but for the whole of London. Mm. EastEnders. Yeah. It's it's live every single night. <laughs> they're kind of doing a Truman Show situation. Mm. They don't realize they're on it. Watford has a really, and they they always wonder where that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So thank you, Pat. Uh, hope you're yeah. well. Well, I mean, we know she's not. If she's canonically I dead, I don't know if she's canonically dead. Um, well, you shouldn't check before you let her sponsor a podcast. Yeah. I don't want to be sponsored by a ghost. We're gonna be haunted for fucking ever. Well, sorry, mum. Sorry, let me just say. Ghost with his earrings. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Pat. Uh, and now the nation who loves bread the most, second of course to the kingdom of heaven, France. Mm. One of the main ca- factors that caused the French Revolution <laughs> was the incredibly high price of bread, as well as the lowering quality. Bakers had started cutting flour with things like sawdust and chalk. Oh, delicious. And at the time, this I only found from one source and heard another source uh, claim another way. Allegedly, French pedants, peasants were spending 60 to 80% of their whole income... On just bread. What? That, like, 60% of all the money they got was just on on bread. I guess maybe they were... I don't know. I've heard other numbers, so it might not be true. I saw that on Horrible Histories. Must be true. You know what else they've done? Sorry, Mm -hmm. that's a a side side quest. Um, In the World War, one of them, I don't know which one, they used to just get uh, flour and water and mix it together into a block and then just eat it. Delicious. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Uh, yes. So, then, when told about the lack of bread, Marie Antoinette, the <gasps> queen, famously said... Love the meat pussy. No, she never said that. She didn't, she didn't say love the meat pussy? No, she was oh, deeply homophobic. no, I've been doing the wrong thing. <laughs> uh, she just said, fuck them pores. Uh, and then they decapitated her. And all the other rich people. Well, I mean, that's what you get for being the bourgeoisie. Wink. There's some... Wink. There's some poors in this house. There's some <laughs> poors in this house. Uh, the uh, people hated the king and bakers so much of the time that the king derisively was referred to as the baker-in-chief. <laughs> Which right now does not sound like an insult. Yeah, it really. But doesn't. people really hated bakers in the 1700s. What? Uh, because they were this, they, they they were their only source of food, and they made it so astronomically expensive that people were like dying of hunger. Oh, fuckers! Uh, but also, I think maybe the the French bakers were not really the 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 villains in this circumstance. My friend who thought that it was up and Adam. Her dad owns a bakery. Oh. And they won uh, Best Pie in Scotland. <laughs> now we can work out by power of deduction who your friend is. I mean, this is Shit. this is also a great sponsorship opportunity. Yeah. We could try the Best Pie in Scotland. You oh my could, god, you think we can sponsor You walk in and it wild. says, you walk, I love this, right? They, they got that award, and I don't know if it's because of it or for other reasons, but they completely re, like, renovated the whole shop. Now when you walk in, 
you know how people have those plaques and it's mm. like live laugh love mm. they have one that says say i to an award-winning pie is it a specific pie it's a scotch pie okay it's not just like they're maybe they came second it. no they definitely won they came first in our hearts yeah well i i mean i hope they have like cheese and onion maybe they're really good. I should hope. They're right around the corner from my house. Well, we're not in your house. Well, okay. Uh, in 1799, the French government passed a law that required bakeries to take their holiday- holidays on alternating dates, because if all the bakeries were closed, they would just presumably die. <laughs> I mean, if people were spending 60 to 80% of their income, bread was very important. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, bakers were required to notify authorities when they planned to close, and if they did close, to put signs in their windows giving directions to the nearest open bakery. Any baker who didn't get permission to go on holiday was fined up to, uh, no, a minimum of 11 euros a day. This law lasted until 2015. Whoa. 1799 to 2015. People in France love bread. If what? If they closed. If they closed, they got fined. Every day that they were closed. to be closed. But did, did that fine. price rise with inflation, or was it always just 11 euros? Well, 11 euros suggests that it was fairly recent, because they didn't have euros until 2001. Yeah, oh. so I guess it was the equivalent. Was, was it before, like, francs? Francs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so... Francs and fritters. Yeah, but also it's a minimum of 11 euros, so presumably... Yeah. They, they could be charged more. That's bizarre. Yeah. But in 2015, all the bakers took a wee holiday. Yeah. Well, that was a big thing. Apparently, after they abolished this law... All the bakeries were like, we don't know when we can go on holiday. Because they didn't want to make it so that there was no bread in the cities. But mm. there was no one coordinating all their holidays. Oh. So loads of people did go on holiday. And then loads of the other bakeries got overwhelmed and ran out of all their bread. Fuck. Very complicated. It's like at Papa John's when there's like when Domino's doesn't do a deal and we do do a deal. And then do we do. get lots of people who want Papa John's pizza. And we run out of dough sometimes and we run out of sauce and then there's no sauce in the fridge and and then one time one time we run out of onions. And then Papa gets very mad. Mm. He's gonna like you're gonna have to try the gross sauce that we put with all the pizza. Don't say that, I'll get fired. I tell oh people God. at work about this fucking podcast, and I mean, if any of my coworkers listen, I'd truly be surprised. Hello, Jen's coworker. <laughs> Jen brought home a pizza for me yesterday. She got me a sauce, the buffalo spicy sauce, mm-hmm. and I smelled it maybe about two inches away from my nose, and it stung. Truly, Papa. Get your shit together. I'm just saying, Papa John read that sourdough starter book, and we applied it to our sauces. You know the sour taste comes from the sourdough? I wouldn't even call that a sour taste. I don't like when Papa John plays with the sauces. Especially mine. Bakery laws were pretty strict all over the place. Bakers' dozens came from medieval England, where bakers would be subject to corporal punishment if they sold their bread under illegally mandated bread. Wait. (laughs) So, they would bake an extra roll or whatever to save and have that as a fail-safe just in case their uh, bread was underweight. That is a fun thing. Would you call it a roll? What? Like a little bit of bread? Well, it depends what... what yeah. Just like plain regular bread. Just a single, like, chunk. S- single so little... not like a loaf. No, not a loaf. Like... What other people might call a bap. A bap or... I would call it a, a, a barm. I think it's... Or a bun. I think it's more so... Well, I mean, I, f- I feel like I use those words for different consistencies or of that Or a butty. Thing. I would never use a butty. I would never say butty. I would never say a bap unless it was covered in cheese. In which case, like a cheesy bap is a, a one kind of bread. 
I usually use roll, but when I say roll, I feel like I'm most often referring to like Scottish morning rolls mm -hmm. covered in flour mm -hmm. or like well-fired rolls. So both variations on just the Scottish morning roll. But yeah. like if it, w if it was covered in seeds or if it was like brioche kind of thing, then that's a bun. Like if it's made specifically for burgers, that can be a bun. Mm. But you yeah. know that bread that it's like, mm. oh, you j I just buy this for burgers. Yeah, because mm. you wouldn't have a roll in burger. Yeah, no. if it was hard, I might call it a crusty roll. Yeah, to differentiate. I, in school, um, Kirky High School decided that for desserts, they would take rolls and just put icing on top of them. Ice bun. And sell them. Yeah. Nice bun. Classic of 90 pence. Ooh. Oh my god, you remember? 90 pence. I got two pounds for lunch money. 90 pence was just about half. Yeah. Damn right I'm having one. Oh my one. god. Yeah. They used to sell banana bread in the tuck shop. That was pretty cool. Well, we did not have a tuck shop at my school. No, we had a tuck shop at Scouts though. Yeah. It was there twice. Oh. It was really sad. Uh, yeah, I, I also, I did a lot of research for this episode that I didn't include in the episode. Uh, did a lot of research into Japanese bread. Uh-huh. Crazy stuff they got going on there. Japan honestly does, like, everything so different. But Perfectly square way. loaves. Oh my god. Insane. Or, like, they're, like, their sweet flavours are such yeah. a different variety to mm -hmm. ours. Like, they tend to, like, milder mm -hmm. or, like, less aggressively sweet flavours, yeah. like red bean paste mm -hmm. and kind of things like that. And basically everybody in Japan, because they got... Mm -hmm. bread when the Portuguese arrived mm -hmm. and then they were like get out of here Portuguese uh -huh. and so all the Portuguese left but then there was still some knowledge of bread mm -hmm. but because they weren't continually communicating with the rest of the world they just made their own bread up Yeah, and they and have completely different bread now there was a bit where like um, the Japanese were going hungry and so like I think can't remember who but like somewhere in europe gave them loads and loads of like wheat mm -hmm. and they were like you should make bread and the japanese were like i don't know bread's not and bread kind of goes off pretty quick bread's not like mm. and then that's how noodles happened yeah. was they like they took all this flour and they were like fuck you let's make something that like that lasts i think it was specifically instant noodles instant noodles yeah it's like they wanted something that like kept mm -hmm. and so like noodle cups came about to like solve hunger in japan yeah and um, they solve hunger in me often as well True, I agree. Uh, other oh, do you remember when we were going to do a podcast that was just you and I? Sorry, Ren, you and I tasting ramen. Well, if you subscribe to our Patreon, which I will not tell you where it is, uh, and we get a hundred thousand pounds a month, we'll start that podcast. Me and Julia, two like just... avid vegetarians, <laughs> were like, "What if we did a podcast where we just taste yeah. different kinds of ramen?" It's just us going very close up to the microphone and going, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." Uh, so tune in for that. Uh, yes, so, some bakers did in fact commit crimes too. Fuck. In 1327, a fraud was discovered in a public bakehouse in England, because basically people quite often had wheat and flour, but they didn't have anywhere to cook it, because they didn't have ovens in their houses. So they would go to just the bakery, which was just a central place mm. where they would cook your bread for you and give it back to you. Mm. And so, the citizens took their dough to have it baked. And bakers had made secret openings in their moulding boards, which was what they moulded the dough on. And when the dough was placed on the boards, one of the bakers would secretly steal the dough from the uncooked loaves and compile their own, like, Frankenstein loaves. Just, like, by a little hunk yeah. of dough of each. Yeah. Bakers and are truly awful people. Criminal boys. Uh, and so they were exposed and caught, and the men were placed in the pillory, like, uh, what are they called? Stocks. Um, with slabs of dough hung around their necks. 
Uh, and people could just throw things to them. And the women were sent to prison, which feels worse. Uh, but the, the men were, were put in stocks. Um, and then there are also records of bakers slicing stale bread into thin strips and soaking it in water, and then mixing it in with new dough to make fresh bread. Hmm. Uh, and for a while, England had bread inspectors who would come around to make sure that bread was good and uh, to get around them, especially because, like, weight, because people were quite often undercut uh, the bread prices. Bakers would sometimes put coins into the bread to make it weigh more. What? Which also, I don't know how much coins are worth. Bread is not worth that much money. Yeah. You'd assume yeah. that that would make it... Up in its value. Also, bread yeah. is so dirty. Yeah. And also maybe it's to like give a little bit of a bribe to the bread inspector who's like, Oh, what's this? Uh, yeah. What's this? Now, we can bring ourselves back to France. Oh. To perhaps... The most important contribution the French ever gave to bread. I thought you were going to say Britain for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the that, well, not even bigger than the baguette, I would say. I was a little boy. Can we, we guess? You can guess, yeah. Sliced bread. No. Ciabatta. D- Italian. Tell us, us, Julia, please. (laughs) It was a little boy called Louis Pasteur. Do you know what he did? Made pasta. No. Pastry! No. We don't know. Croissants! Tell us, Julia, please. He discovered yeast up until this point. I thought Egypt discovered yeast. No, they they accidentally... Were using it. Were using yeast, but nobody up until the 1840s, I think it was, knew what yeast was doing. So people were just putting... Uh, bread out and hoping. Okay. Uh, and so, most of the info that I found as well came from my favourite website, www.exploreyeast.com. <laughs> uh, if you ever want to explore some yeast, go go over there. It's also very weird because it was definitely originally written in French and it's just being translated and so some of it doesn't make 100% sense. Uh, Louis Pasteur was also pretty great. Uh, so he invented the first rabies vaccine and also created pasteurization, and also discovered germs. Like, truly, it was in a period of science when everything was still up for grabs. Uh, so, he discovered yeast is the thing that caused bread to rise and beer to ferment and all of that. And with this knowledge, bread, maker can, bread making could now become industrialised. Industrial bakers could now control the yeast on their bread and make much more of it in different ways. So I want to honour Louis Pasteur as the only man who has ever contributed anything to the history of bread. So thank you, Louis. Thank you, Louis. What about Eric Eagle? Uh, he he just talks about bread. He's not really... Uh, ma- he's not changed he the recent? bread game. Yeah, no, he's, he's still around. Oh, fuck. Well, he added the sour to sourdough, did it? Uh, yes, I and guess. That was a long, arduous task. Yeah, before we were just calling it weird bread. <laughs> uh, Stinky bread. Yeah. And then there's, of course, the invention you just mentioned there. The best invention to do with bread, which is... The baguette. No. Croissants. Sliced bread. Sliced bread. Oh. Uh, Which, in 1912, Otto Frederick Rolfeder claims to have invented the bread slicing machine. But I don't believe it. I've not seen any suspicion anywhere else on the the internet in my times. (laughs) But the story doesn't add up. (laughs) So... He claims that in nineteen no in nineteen twelve to invented the um, uh, bread slicing machine, but 
1917, a fire mysteriously broke out in his factory, destroying the original blueprints hmm. and all the other bread slicing equipment. During those five years... So it's just his word. During those five years, never sold a single bread slicing machine. Bit suspicious. Mm. And then it took him ten more years to start manufacturing another bread slicing machine. I don't... I think he claimed, or maybe even worse, stole the idea from a woman, probably, because bread belongs to women. Yes. Uh, in Nona, we trust. In Nona, we trust. Uh, yes. B- bourgeoisie. Bourgeoisie. Uh, yes. And then we come to the 1960s. Hey. The turning point of bread. Oh. Uh, started listening to Bob Dylan and having open sex and all that. Mm. Thanks to what is known as the Chorley Whip process, which I could find no individual credit for, so presumably a, a woman. woman. <laughs> uh, and it was invented in the 1960s, and it makes the kind of bread that you would get in a supermarket today. That mouldy shit. Uh. Uh, and the process made bread much cheaper and easier to make, specifically white bread. But which... that mouldy shit is so useful for toasties. Oh, yeah. It's, it, has it has its usage. Its, yeah. And it was specifically made white bread much easier to make. Because up until this point in history, white bread had been really costly to make. Because you had to basically remove the majority of the wheat grain. Because that's the stuff that makes brown bread brown bread. And you just take out the very pure stuff that mm. makes white, white flour. Uh, and so because of this, up until this point in history... It had been completely reversed, the interpretations of bread. That white bread was the fancy stuff that rich people ate, and brown bread was just peasant food. Hmm. And then ever since the 1960s, that switched around. And so, if you were eating brown bread being in a fancy restaurant, that would be, like, completely unheard of. Which I think is quite fun. And now, I'm going to get to the bonus bread facts. These are just some things that I found that were not really long enough to make a full statement about. In 1997, wheat farmers in Kansas alone, just Kansas, produced enough wheat to make 36.5 billion loaves of bread in one year. That is enough to provide each person on earth six loaves of bread. One farm? No, just one state, just Kansas. What'd they do with it? Sold it. Fuckers. (laughs) I mean, this was 1997. That bread is definitely still good. Uh, in medieval Europe, people mm-hmm. didn't use plates or bowls until the 15th century. Instead, they just used old bread and then they ate the bowls. Yeah, I agree. That's disposable cutlery done right. I mean crockery, not cutlery. I don't think, I think they did use knives. Do you remember that paper money you used to get and you would eat it? Did you guys have that? Mm. That's just money. No, it was like... Sugar, <laughs> sugar paper or something. Yeah, yeah, I know. What Do you mean. know what? It, They'd like I, print on money design on it, and you put it on your tongue. Paper, melt. Like what the outside of a flying saucer is made of. I can, oh I can, yeah, I can believe that that exists. Flying saucers, best foods. Anyway, as you are. Oh, that was just that was just it. Ah, yes. <laughs> I just assumed you were going to say like, oh, I but ate Julia, what, my dinner off. Of what it. bread are you obsessed with? Oh, I've not finished my statement. Oh, so th- that's that's fact number three. Fact number three, in fact, is this one. Wheat Montana Farms and Bakery claimed a Guinness World Record in 1995 for harvesting and milling wheat from a field and then baking a loaf in 8 minutes and 13 seconds. Mm -hmm. They harvested the wheat, ground it down, and put it in the oven 
in eight minutes. And it was done? And it was co- cooked in eight minutes. Was it little? Was it like I, th- I you think don't presumably need to, like, it was prove bread and stuff. Yeah, you do need Maybe to prove some bread. But that, yeah, it probably wasn't good bread, but they cooked it in eight minutes from being attached to the wheat. Wow. I need to see a photo of it. Yeah. Um, in Britain, between 1266 and 2008, it was illegal to sell a loaf of bread that didn't weigh a multiple of 400 grams. Why? So you couldn't sell a, a loaf of bread that was like 500 grams. Illegal. Why? Who knows? Couldn't find any reason for it. Uh, but it was a, there was an article in the Telegraph saying that we, f- f- for the first time in history, sold a loaf of bread that weighs 600 grams. <laughs> We're um, living in the future! <laughs> another bit about Rome... Roman Bakers Guild, the Roman Bakers Guild, the Pistorum, were forbidden from mixing with comedians and gladiators and from attending performances at the amphitheatre so that they may not be contaminated by the vices of the ordinary people. <laughs> they were too good. <laughs> we don't want them thinking about comedians. Oh my god. We don't want them laughing into Heaven our bread. Forbid, no. They'd be, staying up, a, they'd, be, a tummy ache. they'd be staying up all night and they've got to get up early to make us that bread. Have you ever taste a bit of bread and you just know somebody giggled in it? Yeah. <laughs> Don't, if, you're, if you're listening to this in a Greg's, stop. No. Eat your sausage roll and then come back. We'll wait. I mean, I, I guess you could be in a Greg's. You just, if you're working in Greg's and you're making the, the food. No, Greg's don't really do bread. I wouldn't say Greg's are famous <laughs> for their bread. They're yeah, bakers, though. Yeah, yeah, but it's I used like to get, I remember I, I remember my dad used to go to Greg's and, and buy bread, but they don't do that anymore. You know who does? My friend's dad. Yeah. <laughs> we go go to that bakery then. Yes. Uh okay. So now we're coming on to the quiz. Uh, I'm so sorry, <gasps> Shit. Wait, wait, I wanna know what bread you're obsessed with first. I feel like I wanna like I wanna hear some more personal anecdotes oh. about bread. Julia, like you know what? It don't all go yeah. in fact. Sometimes, it, sometimes I mean, I think, it's feelings. I think I've, I, I, I would say number one bread, especially in terms of consumption, has to be the pit. Have a pit of bread every day, at least. So, Do you? Yeah. Every day for my breakfast, I will have a pit of bread with uh, specifically red Leicester cheese, uh, cherry tomatoes, and sriracha. Might put an avocado in there if I'm feeling fancy. Might switch that all out for some like courgette. Like a savory breakfast. Yeah. I'm not having dessert for breakfast. That's I gross. always do dessert for breakfast. I might switch out the cheese and tomato for courgette, onion, and sweet corn. But Whoa. that's that I have to be able to be willing to like fry that up and wait. So I don't usually have that. But yeah, so I, I if I'm having breakfast, I'll be having that. I bet you do tomorrow. Maybe a courgette one because now I want to bake some bread. Yeah, you definitely oh can. God. You're very welcome to. Also, shout out. Uh, to our friend who loves making bread. Oh, I you know who name. you are. You know who you are. Everyone go follow Sourdough... Wait, everyone go follow Sourdough Stunhan on Instagram. Yeah. Ginger. Sean's Ginger. lovely. He's, like, extremely gay, extremely fuckable. Loves lo- Well, I shouldn't say that. Sean's <laughs> lovely. He's extremely gay. He's got a nice personality. And great tits. And great tits. And he makes great bread. He loves long walks on the beach, and he's available. Yeah. He's Although like, you will need to track him down, and he is in an A country. Sourdough stunt, hun. Uh, yeah. I feel like if I'm going to talk about bread for that long... You got should give, you, you should, gotta, you should gotta give throw... my bread friend the, the shout-out that have, he deserves. We have, yeah, a bread friend. Bread friend. Uh, Are you run, gunning for the title of bread friend? Uh, Brenda? Well, I mean, if, if you're using bread... I didn't go into this because I thought maybe it would be a step-out line, but the anarchists politically love bread... The most famous foundational text in anarchism 
Peter Kropotkin's uh, The Conquest of Bread. So bread is like a political image as well because it's the common man's food. Mm. Everybody should have their bread and be able to live in their society. You know what else I'm into? Butter. I do. See, Lurpak. Like a bit Lurpak. On like some nice bread. Oh, oh my God. At Christmas, my mum always gets, I think just from Tesco, these like, it's like a cranberry kind of almond or like other kinds of nut on seed, like bread. So it has that kind of, like this kind of sweet, almost cinnamony taste. And then you cover it in Lurpak and it tastes so good, but it also tastes good savoury. Oh my God, that bread I would, I'd do things for. Peat bread. I also would say I'm prone to a bagel. Yeah. Bit, bit, bit out there in the bread oh, family. Oh, I love a bagel. You got, you got a, you like... You boil it. Yeah. Just truly strange breads. Yeah. Should it, should it Crumpets, maybe... Bizarre some, bread. Yeah. You Is boil that it. even bread? I think a uh, bagels. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you boil, boil it in salty water. To cook it. Yeah. Well, then you... And then you cook it in, like, a toaster. Yeah, oh, okay, right, okay. Uh, yeah. That's how you get, like, Don't the weird... me. You've got the yeah, weird like, crust smooth. on a bagel. Yeah. Because of, like, it's... That's salty water that is... The, and I think you have to put different things in there as well. Kinky. Kinky. Um, uh, yeah, crumpets are also strange. Crumpet, yeah. How'd you get them holes? Remember that Remember that Warburton's advert where the dad's like, oh, it's because there's little leprechauns wearing golf shoes. That's a phrase that is burned into my brain. Truly, every single time I think about a crumpet, I think about a man talking about leprechauns wearing golf shoes. Oh my god. What about tortillas? Tortillas, also an interesting bread so made of good. It's like traditional a corn. It's like a parcel. Yeah. Tell oh us your God. favourite breads at home. Wait, I could definitely name some more breads. English muffin. <laughs> English muffin doing good. Yeah. Doing some I, good things. I mean, I think there's like a, a poached egg on that There's a time and place for English muffins. Yeah, it's not It's not. A, it's not yeah. an all-day bread. I also feel like in, in the same bread. school as Ryan, go mouldy very quickly. Yeah. That is my main concern with an English muffin. Yeah, I feel like I've seen a lot of those in their packet just getting yeah. fusty. This is why I don't buy bread that much. Oh I buy God. sliced bread and put it straight in the freezer. Mm-hmm. But it really did scar me. Yeah, I can imagine. Oh my God. I think they went up my nose. Oh, and that's why you're like this today. And spores. Ryan's <laughs> got spores in his brain. It's disgusting. Fungus boy. What happens if you inhale spores? Nothing. They're not meant to be in bodies. So not penicillin? Yeah, penicillin. Why didn't you bring that up? Mm. Penicillin has nothing to do with bread. Kind of DNA, yeah, Julia. Thingy left some bread out and then was like, no. "Oh, that's mold," and then made penicillin from it. Brioche is pretty fucking fine. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander Fleming yes. is the boy who discovered penicillin. Yes. I don't, I don't believe it was bread. But how I you feel about them sandwich thins? No. Yeah, Just right? live your life. They're good about burger on them. Give up on bread or 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 commit. Any other final breads? There's definitely got to be some more. I'm thinking about that, um, it's like Kazakhstan, the Caucasus region has this cool thing. I don't like eggs, but it looks so delicious. It's kind of like a pizza, uh-huh. but it's like a bread sort of boat almost, filled with some kind of sauce and then an egg in the middle. What? Looks great. Can't remember what it's called. I mean, pizza is a pizza good is, is a very good use of the dough, yes. I got a pizza once and they stuck a fried egg on top of it. Yeah, Whoa. Fiorentina. I'm so into it. Weird. I'm so into it. Yeah. God, love eggs. But pizza, I like, spe- specifically if you get garlic flatbread mm. and then make your own pizza. Whoa. That's, I think. There is some agreement right there. Yeah. Some people oh. fucking love a garlic focaccia. In Germany, we had these pretzels that were pretty mighty fine. Oh, that's a question. Northern European rye bread? 
Where do we stand? Oh, I'm so into it. That nice, mm, chewy, mm, yeah, so good. I fucking love rye bread. Oh my god, I forgot rye bread existed. Yeah. Oh, I'm so hyped to eat some rye bread. <laughs> a little bit of pumpernickel, which I don't believe that this is true. Is pumpernickel let... really a thing? I don't, well, I don't buy it. Well, I don't even believe that the name is real. Because there is a story again, part of my research. Allegedly, Napoleon had a horse named Nicole, and... He he thought pumpernickel bread was shit and should only be fed to horses. And so the phrase pumpernickel sounds like pumpernickel and all the German people who would feed his horses the, the bread for his horse said that it sounded like pumpernickel and that's why it's called pumpernickel. I want to come out and say dis- disbelieve that statement. How do we feel about soaring? Oh, I'm I am very pro I'm sorry. sorry. They do a, a nice banana loaf. Yeah, thing. Again, real good with some lure pack. I feel like malt loaf specifically is like hiking food. Like that's the mm. food that will help me go over a mountain. Mm. Like I'm going away soon with my mother. Hi, if you're listening, it's my episode, so you probably are. <laughs> uh, and I feel like I can give you with a seventy percent certainty that there will be some malt loaf in her van. Mm. Mm. Are we missing any crucial ones? I mean, rolls we kind of covered earlier. Yeah. Good, good fresh. I mean, the sourdough. I feel like we've 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 crossed over it, but we haven't fully acknowledged oh, sourdough so is the tasty. peak of bread. What yeah. is the best sliced bread? Tiger loaf. So Tiger loaf, pretty good. Mm. Tiger loaf. Tiger loaf is only good with soup. Mm. Like it's only good with soup. I like the cranberry one I was talking about a lot. I think a sourdough is probably my favorite. Like loaf bread although one time did your mum not give us give us yeah, my dad. because we spend all of our time <laughs> together your mum or your dad my dad you? my dad made bread and then my mum came to Glasgow so it was kind of like a a, a a tag team effort mm-hmm. and that was very good bread yeah I remember you brought it to my house first before you went home yeah. and then I got to have some of oh my god Julia's parents if you're listening your bread your bread can I have some yeah please <laughs> Send me some bread. Yeah. Well, you kind of basically did. Yeah. Really, really good. I remember having like a, a secret mouthful when Julia, like a secret <gasps> slice of bread when you Julia stole my bread. I was like, I'm probably eating too much as too much of Julia's like delicious homemade family bread. Like this is probably inappropriate amount to steal from a friend. <laughs> but I was like, I can't stop myself. That I'm going was, to have another bite. That bread was cooked to sustain my whole family for a week. We, yeah, because bread is so expensive. Yeah, we live like characters in a Charles Dickens novel. Mm. Um, okay, I think it's time for the quiz, maybe. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, uh, I'm sorry to t- announce right now, Ryan, those gods you were remembering, not part of the quiz. Well, <laughs> it's a good thing that I threw you off and didn't even remember one of their names. We've got, we've got to get them buzzers. If, if you guys, you can't draw, there's three questions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you guys draw, then we can go to the, the naming of the gods. Uh, okay, my, so. My buzzer going to be, not I going to have some more. You should be a similar length. Make it even. Home That's gonna be. There we go. Okay, this one, I expected it to come up a bit more, maybe a little bit tough. Where in the world, what country, as we would know it today, is the oldest flatbread from? No, may I have some more? Yes. It's Egypt, the Middle East. No. It's in the Middle East. Ryan, if you've got an answer. Iran. No. It's the Middle East. It's in the Middle East. It right? is in the Middle East. No, may I have some? Yes. Iran. No. I just said no, Iran. I just said Iran. Did you actually? Oh, Pumpa Nickel. Yes. Bethlehem. No. That's enough. What is it? Jordan. Fuck. That I never did. come up. It did. It did come up. It did come up. Made a joke about how like Jordan nailed bread because Jordan's like a name too. Yeah. 
Uh, that's okay. Up. There's still two more questions. Maybe Time we need to, to make get. up so, a third question. So we could draw. <laughs> you could draw. Yeah. If you draw, we will move on from that. Okay. Okay. What was the Roman bread dough called? The what? The Roman bread dough, where they gave out the, the wheat. No, I may have some more. Yes. Lanonavera or something like that. Not quite. Look at you trying to crib up all the answers while we were going through How it. Not listening. You are, you've got one of the words kind of right, yes. Because I know it's got that nona sound mm-hmm. in it and that ends in kind of an uh sound. Mm-hmm. Like an error. Any guesses? A nona primavera. No. What? What is it? Cura anone. Oh. This is. Does this, anyone get any points? You, uh, you were closer, but still uh, not. What's not the final quite. question? The final question. How many euro a day? Oh, Pumpernickel. Be fine if they went on. No, I have I think Jen said first. Eleven euros. Eleven euros is correct. <laughs> Jen is the only one who has gotten any answer. So by that virtue, I think Jen wins. Oh, I'm obsessed with bread, but it's so true because yeah. I I really do comfort eat quite a lot. Okay, actually, <laughs> it's just getting to be a problem. Oh, <laughs> uh, y'all ever just uh. eat toast? Like, you guys ever go through... Like, I know we're talking about toasties, right? So good. I love a toastie. Like, mm, some melted cheese. Ugh. But, like, you ever go through a phase where you, like, forget about how fucking good toast with some kind of spread is? Like, Julie, I know you don't like butter, but for me, it's just it's just regular butter toast. Like, sometimes I eat it, and I'm like, butter toast, baby, I forgot about you. Can we get back together? Can we, like, can we help again? <gasps> I think my main issue is that I don't really like the kind of post uh, Chorleywood bread that you get in a bag yeah no. it's it's effort to eat i find yeah whereas like a good a nice one, a loaf of bread that is cooked by a person oh i am just... i i will eat that oh my god or yeah. when you have like a like a winter stew and you yeah. like mop up that gravy yeah. real slice of bread oh or when you go to a really nice restaurant and like yeah the, the like fine dining meal is lovely but the bread they give you at the start the bread dough Sometimes it's just like really good. Yeah. I like I went to a restaurant in Glasgow where they were doing something cool with the butter as well, and then they served the whole like all of the little loaves on like a it's like a big bowl of grain that you weren't supposed to eat, but it made it look nice. Mm-hmm. And these like olives that were like as big as apples. Oh, uh, I'm obsessed with bread. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You, I mean, you are. You have uh, won the quiz. Give me some yeast and give me some sugar. Give me some starch and I'll make it bread. Cute. Well, thank you for listening to Secondhand Obsessions. The podcast where... Oh, no, that's the start. That's the, I mean, we can do the start. We're starting again, Jen. You better have your presentation ready. Wait, thanks for listening to Secondhand Obsessions. And if you want to talk to us about bread, or if you want to talk to us about anything, really, because, I mean, you know, we're lonely, you can contact us on Twitter. At, uh... At 2HOPod. 2, the number, H, the letter, O, also the letter, and then P-O-D. All of those also like letters. Like the thing the P is in. Yes. The humble P. The humble P. And the I will see you next week, which will air last week, for my That time is nothing on... S- oh. Oh, so wait. technically you'll see me next week. Yes. Yeah. It will be Ryan's turn next week, but for us it will be Jen's turn next week. Which is why we didn't announce the scores. Because me or Ryan will have won last week. Oh, and we God. can't confirm. So either I'm on four or Ryan's on one. Who knows? Yeah. And I'm on two at the moment. Jen is confirmed two points. That's not bad. Yeah. That's a lot of interest. 
like yeah. a hobby, hobby well, level uh, interest. You're on zero. You have potential. Well, you're you either on zero or one. one. If you won last week, then you're on one point. Maybe well, we should just let Ryan take notes. Maybe I, that's like the kind thing to do. Well, I did win last week. You did not win last. I week. did. Well, we'll find out well. last week. <laughs> I have been Genevieve Pump Me Full of Carbs Jagger. I've been Julia Gluten Tolerant Fisher. I've been Ryan Rice Crispy Morgan. (laughs) And this has been Second Hand Obsessions. Does Ryan understand what bread is? (laughs) Second Hand Obsessions. 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 Second Hand Obsessions.